0: What's up, y'all? This is John and Mike, back for another episode of the Nothing Finer podcast, live on Millions once again. And before we get everything else, we do want to remind you guys about the promo we've got going on through BetUS. If you use our link, you get a 125% bonus and 30 risk-free bets. Make some money with us this week. And, um, we wanted to congratulate Wes Medeiros on winning the giveaway. We only had two entries this month. So we're really going to need you guys to step it up with the next giveaway, which I, um, I'm not sure exactly what it will be yet. Um, or when we will be kicking that off, but we will be getting that going pretty soon. Um, And as always, as we do on our Sunday night episodes, we're talking about the best games of week six, including an absolute statement between the hedges. But before we get to that, how was your weekend and what are you drinking?
1: Weekend was great. I mean, uh, football weekend. Awesome. I mean, a ton ton of great games uh, to watch. Um, I broke my uh, broke my toe, so that wasn't fun. Stubbed like it really actually hard.
2: Broke or yeah, like just... legit.
1: Like it's no, like legit. Oh. Like it's like it's black. I uh oh. I stubbed it really hard. So those of you guys that are wishing that on me, you win. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh gambling-wise, we'll get into like the actual picture of the show, but like doing like player props and stuff, I cleaned up this week and I'm like up like 220 bucks right now. So let's go. go. Um Not drinking anything besides uh, Diet Pepsi right now because they didn't have Diet Coke. But uh, what about you?
0: Weekend was good. No, I hung out with uh, Candler and Perry at the tailgate yesterday. Um, Had a good time there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Had a good time at the game. Um, We'll get into a couple game-specific things here in a minute. Um, Man, I'm just tired. (laughs) <laughs> it's for, a for whatever reason i had the hardest time sleeping this weekend in the bed at my in-laws house so i i'm exhausted we got home like 30 minutes ago
1: oh good lord i thought you said you got home last night i'm like how the hell did you do that the game wasn't over till 11 30
0: no no we got home like 30 minutes ago
1: good lord Whew. oh man <sighs> see you know what it's catching up to you you're getting old
0: I definitely feel old. And for what it, I don't know what it is, last two games I've gone to, the entire drive home, I have been fighting a stomach bug and having to stop like every 30 minutes at a guest. I don't know what it is. I don't. You know, the first time I was like, oh, the play the play of the team's making me sick. I Not yesterday. Nope. Damn sure not yesterday, so I don't know what it is.
1: Hmm. Hmm. We'll have to brainstorm.
0: Yeah. Maybe, you know, maybe it's, um, hot take. It's possibly not eating pretty much all day and drinking a lot.
1: That could do it. I, you know, I want to, I want to take some, uh, like we, we talk about like superstitions and things like that. I did not drink at all watching this game, uh, the, uh, you know, Georgia and Kentucky game. And we played really well. So I think going forward, I'm just going to have to be stone cold sober for it. Um, for us to not, you know, question everything.
0: Um, And I guess I'm just going to have to drink like three quarters of a, uh, of a fifth of maker's mark.
1: Yeah. Or even, even more than that to uh, compensate for the amount I'm not drinking.
0: Well, that's what I did yesterday and I had (laughs) a few beers from Candler. So, um, so yeah. And all I had until about midnight was a little like a, four-inch section of a pub So,
1: Oh, no. Damn, <laughs> damn. Oh, I've been there.
0: Yeah, no, it, poor choices were made. Um, poor <laughs> choices get made frequently, and it just kind of is what it is.
2: Yeah,
1: I, we'll power through.
0: Yeah, like we do, especially with this phenomenal win Georgia had over at the time, number 20, Kentucky, they were 14 and a half point favorites over under 48. Um, I said Kentucky was going to cover this game. And up until 7 15 last night, I had a very good reason to think they would. Um, yeah. Because Georgia barely beat Auburn and Kentucky curb stomped Florida.
1: Yeah. All, but, legit re- all legit reasons.
0: But Carson Beck started the game 12 for 12. And it was only ended from a drop, not even a miss, a drop by Arian Smith, or he would have gone 13 for 13. Mm-hmm. Um, the atmosphere was great. It was uh, it was definitely up there with the Tennessee of last year, with the Notre Dame of
2: 2019.
0: Um, oh, okay. It was, I think, 125-ish decibels. Um was the loudest it got, so okay. so it got pretty loud. I honestly, mm-hmm. um, there was probably like a 13 year old girl that was sitting directly to my right, mm-hmm. um, with her parents, and I accidentally scared her to death the first time I started yelling when Georgia was on defense. Mm-hmm. So from that point forward, I would put cup my hands over my mouth for a solid five seconds before I started yelling so she could like be prepared yeah um and Here she it for- she forgot it, until every series started so <laughs> yeah, I, you know i try i try to be a good guy but i'm also not going to i'm not going to stop being loud
1: that's fair that's what we want you to do um 13 year old girls guess up your game up
0: yeah um i did kind of feel bad for her because of how bad i scared her if i'm being entirely honest um <laughs> But at the same time, she had a blanket, and I was in just a jersey and some some pants.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, And, you know, I sent it to the group chat before the game yesterday. I was like, hey, if kicks get missed or kickoffs are weird, it's because it's insanely windy. And when I rewatched the broadcast today, I didn't notice them say how bad the wind was until close to halftime.
1: Yeah. I was going to say, like, you, yeah, really didn't notice it until Kirby was doing I think it was as they're going in for halftime, I think, like when he was doing, like, his interview, like hair blowing all, all over the place and everything.
0: But, I mean, every time the ball was kicked off towards the scoreboard, it was short mm. because that's the direction the wind was coming from. It's also, it's also the direction that my seats face. Um, so I, by the time we got back to Kelsey's parents last night, she was like, either you got sunburned or you have windburn on your cheeks. <laughs> it was so damn windy. I mean, that that's legitimately why all those kickoffs were short. It's been kicking into that wind because it was gusting probably 20, 30. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes there would be no wind. And then sometimes it would be like two minutes straight of 20 mile an hour winds.
1: Is that just what it's like for like every time Kentucky comes to Athens? I feel like every, every single time they play here, it is always it like matter. some kind of extreme weather.
0: It doesn't matter how early in the year. It doesn't yeah. matter how late in the year. Because 2021, um, I want to say it was like late October, early November time frame. And it was like 90 mm-hmm. degrees. Yeah. And then this time it was early October. And by the time the game's over, it was close to 50.
1: Let's say like 2020. Uh, I'm sorry, 2019. I think it was like a monsoon.
0: It was. Um, I had yeah. tickets to that game and sat at a bar because I said, I will be cold. I will be wet. I will not be both.
2: Mm-hmm. Fair.
0: No, it was, um wind was pretty wild yesterday. Um, I was freezing at one point. Towards the end of the game, when there was a TV timeout that lasted longer than the game clock had left, I was about to run down to the field level, jump the hedges, and just beat the TV timeout dude. <laughs> I I was <laughs> going to be willing to go to jail.
1: You're going to kill the messenger?
0: Yes, absolutely.
2: <laughs> you got to send a kill you the messenger. Send a message. Yeah, yeah, to
0: send a message. No, yeah. it was – bro, I stood up, and I was like, ESPN – Quit with the damn timeout. Some of us are freezing. <laughs> Everybody in the section that was still there just mm-hmm. turned around and started laughing. Yeah, It's, like, it's too damn cold for this. <laughs> we get two cold games a year, and we expect it to be Georgia Tech and Senior Day.
1: Right, not October 7th.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, oh, man. And what's funny <laughs> is the this weekend last year was the Auburn game. Mm-hmm. Where I thought parts of my jersey had melted to my skin with how hot it was. Yeah. And this year, I wish that I had a jersey melting to my skin.
1: That way you can layer, though. I would rather it be a little bit more chilly and be able to layer than it just be, you know, there's nothing you can do and you're just on the surface of the sun just melting to the uh, st- the uh, bleachers.
0: No, nope. I'm a cold weather bitch. I don't like the cold. Once it gets below 50, I don't really want to be outside. That's fair. I, mm-mm. And I had a sweatshirt that I was going to take, Um, left it sitting on the couch when we went to the game. Mm. So I didn't have a sweatshirt. Damn. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh.
1: And even with all those booze, you're still cold.
0: Yeah. Damn. That's a surprising thing. And I right. told Kelsey at halftime, I was like, I wore my boots. I should have put some flask in my boots to attempt to stay warm.
2: Yeah. Oh. <laughs>
0: um anyways, back to the actual game. The defense was phenomenal yesterday. Uh only gave up one touchdown that wasn't a result of a turnover um, and the offense was absolutely electric going doing whatever they wanted to against that top 20 defense that we talked about last week the cash mm-hmm. um so I did I did a little bit of a deep dive okay. this was the best off regular season offensive game against an SEC opponent during the regular season over the last three years for a total yardage count of 608.
1: So, is that just a, like, Georgia, like, this is their best game against the SEC opponent, or? Yes. just Oh, okay. All right.
0: So, when they beat Vandy, uh, 62 to nothing, mm-hmm. 500 yards.
1: Wow, and they did 108 more than that. Holy shit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, this was an absolutely insane game. Carson, I think, made one bad decision, and it was when he forced that pass that it ended up being a turnover. Mm-hmm. um. Game plan was exactly what you wanted it to be. Had them on their heels pretty much all night long. Mm-hmm. The receivers were going out making plays. The running backs were doing more than what they should have been able to do. Um, I mean, Dejan Edwards, I somebody gave that guy some Energizer batteries for the game because mm-hmm. he would get hit and just spin around and get another five or six Yeah, and sidestep another dude and get another few like that. Yeah, I
1: mean, he ended up like, I mean, just running hard. I mean, that's the thing that you want the most. Like, they started off super aggressive passing the ball, and then ended up opening up the uh, the run later in the game. Like uh, Edwards, he had nine carries for fifty four yards, six uh, six yards a pop. Uh, longest yard, young yeah, longest run was only thirteen yards, but I mean, he was super effective when uh, given the the uh, opportunity. Then Kendall Milton, uh, for the you know first time he's gotten carries in a little while, eight carries. Kendall was yards. different. Yeah, he, he ran hard too. Like that was, I think, the hardest he's ran in a while. So I was great to see, uh, and you know, bodes well for us uh, going forward. Um, did you see how many yards Ray Davis ended up having?
0: Um, I want to say it was like thirty. Thirty.
1: Seconds. It was a, it was a little bit more than that. He had fifteen carries for uh, fifty nine yards. Um, longest okay. is only an eleven yard, uh, eleven yard carry. So like he, he, I mean, he was pretty much neutralized. He did have a catch though. That was uh, that was pretty nice. He had. 36 yards receiving and a touchdown there that way. But um, I mean, shout, I mean, just shout out everybody. I mean, there's not really much, much to pick apart in uh, this game. This is what we've wanted to see. Started out fast, got rid of any, any kind of doubt, all that. Carson Beck's that dude. Um, I mean, I'm happy. Oh, with it's the happiest I've been, <laughs> happiest been in all season. Nope. I can't really find anything to complain about.
0: The offensive line. Mm-hmm. This was by far the best game a Georgia offensive line has had that wasn't last year's national championship game,
2: mm-hmm.
0: it probably since before Missouri of last year.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh,
0: I, I mean, y'all know, you've heard me every week complain about how poorly the offensive line has played at times, mm-hmm. um, especially the left guard position. But Dylan Fairchild was a monster out there.
1: Can't Last call him night fair. Night. Don't call him fair child. Call him fair man. <laughs> ain't no child.
0: Um, If there's one thing that I do have a slight complaint about, and it's mostly a joke. What do we need to do to get Marcus Rosemary Jackson to hundred yards receiving in a, in a game?
1: He's flirting with it. He's been flirting with it. He just can't two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah.
0: 94 yards. Mm-hmm. Yesterday. 99 yards. Like I think Brock would be okay with 112. Yeah. Just give what give just give Marcus a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And I mean to me yesterday Marcus was playing the position as well as we had always hoped that George Pickens or AD yeah, could have played it.
1: I was thinking the same thing. I didn't want to say it out loud necessarily. Um,
0: And I know both of those guys were injured a lot, but Marcus Marcus has been that guy consistently all year. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, you need something? My body shouldn't move like this, but it's going to to make this catch. Mm -hmm. And there was one one deep play close to the goal line where I thought it should have been a pass interference. That was actually a play going the direction of our seats. Mm -hmm. But it was where Carson threw the ball probably three or four yards to Marcus's left. And when he went to turn to get it, Maxwell Hairston was in the way. Mm-hmm. But when he turned, he kind of tried to push Maxwell off. So it's a pass interference both ways. But I think it was a little bit more defensive passer. I'm not mad at the no call. Yeah. But I think it could have been called either way.
1: Mm-hmm. He, um Marcus made himself some money these last few weeks. He's a senior. I don't know if he if he has a COVID year of eligibility left, but
0: he does. He was, I think he does. If he's a senior, he does.
1: Yeah. So he he's made himself some money being like the uh, outside threat, more or less, for this team. So with a uh, lad being hurt and you know some other things going on, like he he's played really really well.
0: Yeah. No, I th- I think the entire receiver room stepped up pretty big yeah. yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, we try to be honest as much as we can and objective as much as we can. I'm disappointed with Arian's play this year. Um, yeah. He dropped two passes yesterday, and the one completion he did have was like a screen pass that he did phenomenal on the run after catch, but it got called back for holding. Yeah. Um, I, I just – I still want to see a little bit more from him. Every time – there's been a good pass thrown his way that he could do something with. He seems to drop it. And I don't really know what, what the cause of that is.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's weird. So it's not like it's necessarily been like Carson's fault for a lot of that stuff. I mean, just I mean, he's gotten his hand on a lot of those. So yeah, it's kind of disappointing. I mean, we'll need him to, you know, be there um, you know, when it comes time, you know, for postseason play. But like to see it before that, but you know, well, one little thing they did pick, but it's all good. But yeah, yeah. Rod Thomas though, I and mean, oh, we're—I know we're going to talk about him later. But kicked out, just amazing. I mean, I don't, I don't want to say amazing, but like he did re- very, very well in this game.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. You want to get into uh, what Caleb sent us?
1: Um, uh, one, one, uh, real quick. One other thing I wanted yeah. to just kind of point out. So with, like Devin Leary. We had talked about with Cash about him. You know, Devin not really being, you know, all there. You know, maybe it's still the Peck thing. Although, you know, Cash didn't necessarily buy that as a as a reason why Devin Larry's been playing like poo poo. But uh, uh, he was a uh, ten of twenty six, one hundred twenty eight yards, uh, just uh, a hair under five yards uh, per attempt. He did have two touchdowns, but I mean, he only completed ten passes. It was uh, it was a tough day for him.
2: But... One of
0: those touchdowns was a dime, and the other yeah. was Ray Davis being Ray Davis.
1: Yeah, I mean. Ray Davis kind of reminding me of a poor man's like Nick Chubb on that that touchdown catch that he did because he did all the work there for sure. Um, another reason why I wanted him on this team, but you know, didn't fall that way. But uh, yeah, let's go ahead and get into uh, Caleb's uh, stuff.
0: All right, you got it.
1: All right, cool. All right, so uh, here's some stats courtesy of Caleb Tillman, aka Brock Bowers, aka the Jamie of the Pod uh george is now leading the sec in passing yards per game third in the sec in scoring offense and second in total yards per game i'd have to see how how far they are from first as i can't imagine it being very much um especially at this point um this is also the most dominant win over kentucky in a decade and it's the fourth largest win over kentucky in series history and just one other thing just kind of overall uh, Georgia's beating ranked teams the last two years by an average of 30 points per game and that include and that includes the you know the Ohio State game of course so it, you know if, if that was a little bit more of a blowout good Lord
0: oh for sure um so with the total yards per or total yards of offense LSU is actually third in the country at five forty eight point three and Georgia is eighth at five oh two point three. So, uh, oh. forty-six yards a game different than oh, the wow. top team in the SEC.
1: Wow. Okay, that's a little bit more than I would think. Holy shit!
0: But, I just you know a couple of teams that I, I think a lot of people would not have expected Georgia to be ahead of, considering you know how I would say most fans have been upset with their with their type of offense over the last few weeks. Um, mm. They are ahead of North Carolina. They are ahead of Ole Miss. They're ahead of Texas. They're ahead of Louisville, who beat a ranked top ten Notre Dame the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, Tennessee, Mizzou, App State. I, I mean, we're we're down to uh, and Kansas State, who's at twenty fifth. So a lot of teams that were expected to have good offenses this year. Georgia is eighth, and the teams ahead of them right now are Washington, Oregon. LSU, Southern Cal, UCF, Oklahoma, and Miami. Um My, and Miami. <laughs> as, as we have seen over especially this past weekend. Um, most of these teams don't play defense. The fact that Georgia does and has currently a top eight total offense is ridiculous.
1: Yeah. Uh, shh, dude. Um God, I was gonna say one other thing before we got into other stuff, and I'm 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 blanking. Yeah, it'll come back to me later.
0: All right. All right, you want to do players
1: of the game? Yeah, yeah, let's knock it out. All right, so did we? Did we want to do uh, just the one here for the offensive player?
0: Um, I don't remember what we talked about earlier. That okay, was what? three hours in the car ago.
1: Oh no, okay. So we'll okay. we'll stick with this. So the uh, uh, I kind of took it upon myself to name this award the uh, Brock Bowers Offensive Player of the Game Award. So so the Brock Bowers Offensive Player of the Game Award goes to Brock Bowers uh seven yeah. catches seven catches 132 yards in the touchdown including a 49 yard grab um on one of the uh wasn't necessarily a back shoulder fade but one of the uh you know t- uh attempts that he had in the end zone he did come up a little bit gingerly but then he came back in there and had uh i think he had like another 50 yards after that so i thought
0: it was funny how um the broadcast went and got the rules analyst to to talk about the the football pants length thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh I, I mean I remember when I played football that it was a rule your pants had to go over your knees and you had to have knee pads in. Mm-hmm. So the way he explained it was actually pretty interesting. Uh yeah. Yeah. If you if you didn't hear before a game the refs go around and check to make sure that you can roll your pants down over your knee, but you don't have to keep it that way. So it's it's hmm. kind of odd.
1: Yeah, that is that is pretty odd.
0: Um, but no, I agree. I mean Greg McElroy said that Brock Bowers should be a Heisman finalist. And if if a Bama Homer is saying that, it's got to be set in stone.
1: Exactly. It is law.
0: It is law. Um, for defensive player of the game, we've got Jamon Dumas Johnson, aka pop. He had one-and-a-half sacks, and both of those he was absolutely just shot through a cannon. Yeah. Uh, One he wasn't touched, and the other he just tossed a 320-pound right guard out of the way to get Mm. to Devin Leary. Um, Four total tackles, three solo, and just his coverage all day. I mean, he – there's one play specifically I remember Ray Davis broke – was starting to break a run on the left side – and Pop just out of nowhere from the side stopped it. And if he had missed that tackle 15, 20 yard game pretty easily. Um, yeah, that was
1: always the knock on uh, pop was his uh coverage skills are kind of recognizing that stuff. But um at least in this game, that has proven not to be the case. That was that was a good uh good definitely a good showing by uh, by Pop here.
0: Well, I mean, if the team was was sleepwalking through the first five games of the season. They're all well rested. Makes
1: sense. (laughs) There we go. That, that, I love that spin zone. We're going to, we're going to keep rolling with that. (laughs) Um, I will say the team overall, like we talked about, like there being kind of a lack of a pass rush Um, with uh, Devin Leary only completing 10 passes. The the, uh, team as a whole had uh, four tackles for loss and three sacks um, altogether with Pop having, you know, half of those. But um, again, much, much better showing in that department as well.
0: I want. I would love to know where to find the uh, the quarterback hurry stat.
1: That would be good because I know Kirby talked about sacks not being the only you know being the only thing to judge whether or not you have an effective pass rush, which he's right. It, I mean, they can definitely be overblown for sure, but I mean, as long as you're you know creating havoc and and putting pressure on that quarterback and impacting you know him when he's dropping back, like that's really the important thing, or the most important thing.
0: I agree, hundred um, percent.
1: Sacks are sexy. No, go ahead. And no, I said sacks are sexy. Uh,
0: I'm trying to see about the um, the quarterback hurry thing. If you want to start going on the next.
1: All right. So, uh, Booms newcomer of the game, and before I even get into that, I didn't want to make a note. And I'm uh, I could be totally wrong here. Maybe I just hadn't been paying attention. But in the fourth quarter, ESPN made it a took a did a conscious effort to show uh boom aka Uga 11 and uh, uh his handler kind of walking up the georgia player sideline and you know everybody's you no know, petting him giving him boops all that you know appreciating him and i like i said i don't remember that really being a thing i mean usually you have aga you know whatever you know whatever number it is like kind of hanging out near the doghouse and just you know kind of there i don't remember ever him seeing him on over on that side so that was uh, that was interesting. I don't know if they just did that because it was a blowout or or what. I, I have no idea.
0: So I will say I don't remember seeing that. Um. So I'll just go on on a limb and say that it's not a uh, normal thing that they do. Mm-hmm. But I honestly I don't know. Um,
1: yeah, I mean they 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 probably took about a good 20 or 30 seconds just kind of you know zooming in on uh on boom and just you know showing him get petted and, and all that stuff. Someone did say that the uh Kentucky cheerleaders did a um did a uh you know a spot with him I think during the game they put them up on the jumbo Chon with uh with boom and everybody booed is that is that something that you remember? No. Okay. I
0: don't.
1: I just I just read it. I didn't I don't know. I didn't really pay attention to it, but I thought that was interesting. But um all right, anyway, so Boom's uh new newcomer. So um kind of a cop out uh so we can talk about Brock Moore for offensive player of the game, but <laughs> but uh Boom's newcomer is gonna go to Carson Beck. Obviously this is his fourth year in the program. But um again he went 28 of 35 for 389 yards and four touchdowns and a pick. Um the only that the pick was only his only bad decision on the day. And then kind of one you know that was one a one B is uh is Robert Thomas. Um in uh in the first quarter, he had an amazing uh grab, you know, was able to sneak sneak his left foot um in there by the pylon for uh for his uh, first touchdown catch in his uh Georgia career. And he just made some tough uh clutch catches to get some of the big plays and first downs. So, like we said, this is the of the two, you know, him and uh Dominic Lovett, like this between the two of them, this has been the best of like the new wide receivers, the transfer portal guys, uh, their game so far this year.
0: Yeah, no, I – Rara was phenomenal in in that game. And I know he didn't have – like, he didn't light up the stat sheet. But Mm -hmm. what he did in those spots of – first off, that touchdown that he had. Mm Mm-hmm i'm being entirely honest that was directly down the sideline that's closest to our seats did not look like a touchdown The replay they showed in the stadium did not look like a touchdown the Mm -hmm. entire stadium thought that was not a touchdown and the ref said it was and nobody wanted to question it right i mean
2: yeah it
1: didn't look like it at first and then and then when they started to review like oh like shit like that was definitely it so amazing i got it I do want to, like, cut, like, some referees some slack because I would not want to do that job for any amount of money. That sucks. I don't know why we'd want to do it.
0: Um, And, you know, for us to complain about the refs a lot, I do want to say that the game yesterday, there was one questionable call, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was the uh, unnecessary rough, like, roughing the quarterback on Mm -hmm. Devin Leary where uh, Warren Brinson – ran into him and didn't even tackle him like right as he was letting go of the pass. And mm-hmm. they threw a flag on that. I think that was really the only questionable call. So mm-hmm. shout out to, uh, shout out to the refs. I thought they did a good job. And, mm-hmm. uh,
1: one they, they did do, I, I don't know so much about the second half cause I wasn't paying attention as, um, as hard at that point, but they called a lot of penalties in that first half. I think there was at least 12, I think between the two it just seemed it just seemed like it, like especially in the first quarter it was like you know call like flag after flag after flag but it, i mean it got better later on but it started it off was all right.
0: but a lot of those were just egregious penalties yeah. by kentucky i yeah. mean so so that i don't think was was off was off kilter or anything mm-hmm. um and like i said i do think there was a call towards the goal line on that pass to marcus that could have gone either way but i think if it could go either way just don't call it. I don't yeah. think that's bad. No call. Mm-hmm. Um, I was only really upset with one call. I thought the rest of them were were right on par with what you would expect. So you know, shout out to that crew.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, one other thing before we kind of move on to that last part, just you know, keep it on Carson Beck. Um, I thought I put this in here, but I guess I didn't. So he's actually number four in the country in uh, passing yards, like or in total passing yards. He has uh, 1,886. He's is uh, 13 behind, or I'm sorry, 130 behind Jaden Daniels and Shadur Sanders is up there at, you know, 2020 altogether. But, you know, Carson Beck being top five ahead of Dylan Gabriel, ahead of Brady Cook, and JT Daniels is actually number seven in the country. So, oh,
0: huh.
1: Yeah, I know, right? Hmm. Huh. Interesting. Ahead of uh, um, Caleb Williams. Hmm.
0: And Carson is 17th in the country in yards per attempt. Good. I just, accidentally pulled that up from being entirely honest with
1: you J- jacob zeno the boy from uh, not the boy but the uh the guy for the quarterback from uab is ninth in the country's uh at almost 1800 yards so yeah some stiff competition
0: yeah and and we talked about it as far as that goes the guy from uab they they run a air raid offense so he's obviously going to be up there in the yards mm-hmm. um and they Thrashed USF. Oh
1: my God!
0: Um, just... Something Bama couldn't do. So that's no, very I was, impressive. I
1: was gonna. I was gonna say like you, you know looking at transitive like opponents there. I mean, Georgia's went over UAB infinitely better than Alabama's went over uh, USF. So I
0: they... mean, if we're if we're going by you know the rock solid concrete set in stone transitive property of college football, mm-hmm. UAB is better than Alabama because they beat usf more and because georgia beat uab georgia would beat alabama by 40 Maybe. points
2: yeah
1: at least yeah so yeah, we're we're gonna talk about it in a little bit about mm-hmm. like at the sec west altogether, but um yeah I, i'm not scared of them
0: <laughs> all right so the hungriest dog award of the week and um, I think we're actually gonna give it to two guys. Uh actually let's call it let's call it three, but primarily two because they had a lot more playing time. And that's the left side of the offensive line. Um, Dylan Fairchild and Ernest Green were able to open up running lanes on that left side all day. A bunch of those big runs were on that left side with Dylan Fairchild, who this was I wanna say his first ever start. Um exactly. and Ernest Green playing one of the toughest positions in college football is left tackle is in his sixth start. Um, but they pass blocked well. They open up some running lanes and considering that this was the ninth ranked running defense in the country, that's extremely impressive to me. Um and I think the coaches have finally solidified left guard, left tackle combo, hopefully for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope that even once Amarius Mims comes back, that it's these two because that is by far first the toughest defensive line that they have played all season and probably will play all season. Mm. And they performed extremely well. And then I guess part B of that is Jared Wilson, the guy that stepped in at center for um, Cedric Van Pran when he was out for, what, two drives? I think it was. Yeah, I think it was two. Um, But for him to – Come in, no high snaps, no low snaps, be able to snap the ball, get off well and block. I Phenomenal job by him. And, I mean, the entire offensive line, but especially that left side that's been a question mark all year. And then, you know, when you have an All-American center go down and you're able to replace him and not really notice a drop-off, I'm, I'm extremely happy about that. And when Cedric leaves, I think the team's going to be in good hands after that. So, yeah, loved. Mm-hmm love that uh, performance by the offensive line. For sure. Um, So, this is where I'm going to put Calling the Dogs when I get the audio set up. I will say that for whatever reason, I couldn't get it to work in the software that we're using to stream. um, I'm having audio issues playing all of our tracks right now through the software, so I might have to uh, redo some of that, but This point right here is where we're putting call on the dogs. I wanna kiss
2: you all over and over and again. I wanna kiss you all over till the night closes in. Till the night closes in.
0: And I just sent Mike the timestamp so I don't forget and uh, have to look later. So all right, there we go. <laughs> um I will say I listened to uh to it and I it was Josh Deal that called in.
1: Um son of a bitch. Are you serious?
0: Yes.
2: No? Okay, good. Um good.
0: I'd be entirely honest, I don't I don't really know what it is or what it's supposed to be. Um <laughs> But I laughed my ass off for the few seconds I was listening to it. So I'm here for it. Okay. This is what this is what we're looking for, guys. Oh yeah. Um, let's talk about the Red River Showdown. And it absolutely was this week. Mm-hmm. Um, 12th ranked Oklahoma versus number three at the time, Texas, who were six and a half point favorites over under 60.5. Um, Hit the over because Oklahoma won a thriller 34-30. Dylan Gabriel had 500 total yards almost, 113 yards rushing, 285, passing with two total touchdowns. He also had that go-ahead touchdown with 15 seconds left in the game. Mm -hmm. Um, And Oklahoma actually has defense now. Not not a great one, but Mm – they show up when he counts.
1: They they made a stop on uh fourth and goal that was huge. I mean, like uh I think it was a little screen pass and they ended up just stopping him like a good yard short, like two of the DBs on. I can't remember who it was that caught it, but it was a hell of a play. I mean, it was it was a hard hit. So that was that was cool to see.
0: Yeah. I, I didn't get to spend a whole lot of time watching this game because we were well one driving and then two at the tailgate. And mm. um while we were in the car, I had the LSU Mizzou game playing over the radio.
1: Another great one. Um, yes. I, one thing I will say, I think um the group chat met, mentioned. I can't remember who it was. Um, so sorry, but um, uh, Sark came out I think yesterday and said, you know, you know, if we, you know, we didn't lose, we just ran out of time. If you would have, if yeah, if the game was fifty nine minutes and thirty seconds, they would have won. But it's not. It's a sixty minute game, and they choked. So
0: yeah. Yeah, that's oh. that's a tough look. I, I do think, you know, probably better clock management, probably mm-hmm. um Quinn Ewers not throwing two interceptions and having a fumble. Mm-hmm. Um I mean Quinn Ewers three turnovers, but finished the day 31 of 37.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, you could really call it 33 of 37 because those two passes were completed. True. Um just to the wrong team.
2: Yeah.
0: 346 passing yards and a touchdown. I, it's pretty pretty wild considering how well Alabama played or Texas played against Alabama that they would come in Mm -hmm. to this game and uh, just defensively lay an egg. I guess that means Oklahoma's defense or offense is better than Alabama's, and I don't think that's really that big of a leap to take.
1: Yeah. Do you know? um, I don't know if you saw the AP. um, Do you know how far Oklahoma went up in the AP?
0: They were twelve.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I'd say top seven.
1: They went up to fifth. Yeah. Oh. Oklahoma um, and uh, Texas dropped down to ninth, which so they felt they fell six spots, but they're still ahead of undefeated USC. So Longhorn's Uh, not out of it.
0: Okay. I do have, I do have a gripe about that because I I did look at the top 10 a little bit, but like I said, I've been driving pretty much all day, so I don't Mm. didn't get too much of a chance to look at it. The fact that, Arizona's a three-loss team, and USC dropped one spot after going to triple overtime against a three-loss team. Mm-hmm. And Texas loses a close game to an undefeated team and drops six points, to me, is absurd.
1: It is It is silly. It I, really especially
0: is. because Texas beat Alabama, who somehow, someway, is still ranked 11th. Mm-hmm.
1: Like Ole Miss went up three spots to thirteen. Louisville jumped a ton with their win over Notre Dame. They really spot. So. Yeah, they went. Uh, they, I mean, they won by thirteen over Notre Dame at home. Um, I mean, outside of that, Notre Dame is still in the top twenty-five. Um, somehow, I think Kentucky spots, is though. too, aren't they? Uh, Kentucky came in at twenty-fourth, and then Miami is still in the top twenty-five. And we'll get into Miami a little bit at the uh, at the very end there because that was that was wild.
0: Yeah, no, I. We'll we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Yeah. Um. So you put in here is Oklahoma back because going into the game they were top ten in both score or offense and defense, mm-hmm. and they lost this game last year to forty nine to zero. Granted, Dylan Gra- Gabriel did not play in this game last season because of a concussion, and uh, General Booty uh, lived up to his name. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I said that these two teams are going to play in the conference championship game as a big middle finger to the Big 12 as Mm -hmm. the last time that they will be in the Big 12. Yeah. Um, I still believe that. I don't think there's really any other team in the Big 12 that's anywhere close to the level of these two. Yeah. Um,
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Unless
1: unless Texas Tech lives up to the the hype that I gave them earlier in the year.
0: That would be cool. I'll I'll say it. That would be cool. Mm Because uh,
1: Texas, Texas Tech doesn't I, – I, I probably said it a few times. Texas Tech doesn't play Oklahoma. They do play um, at Texas to finish the year, but, you know, it's still, still a chance.
0: All right. I know it's still early October, but playoff scenario. These two teams play in the Big 12 title game. Mm-hmm. Texas wins, giving them the same record, but Texas has the win over Alabama who makes it to the playoff.
1: So you say Texas wins the Big Twelve championship um, after splitting? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would, yeah. I think Texas would have to be it because they would have. I mean, they'd have the better out of conference win, and they would have the champion, the conference championship as a you know another data point. Even though again they they beat they beat the team that they lost to earlier in the year. So I mean, I think you'd have to go with Texas. I mean, if it was super super close, you may have an argument, but I I think Texas would still have it in that case because really they without three turnovers, they should have won this game. I don't. I mean, they had angry, three turnovers
0: but, and lost by four.
1: Yeah. So they're. Yeah, is Oklahoma like far and away a better team. No, not by any stretch of the imagination. But. Um. Yeah, Oklahoma had, or sorry, Texas had every opportunity to win this game, and they just couldn't keep the ball in their hands. Couldn't So.
0: I think it'll be interesting because I I think that by the end of the season you can have the same argument with the Pac-12, especially considering Washington and Oregon play this week. Yeah. Um, both mm-hmm. coming off of buys, so I think that'll be, I think there'll be a lot of interesting playoff conversations uh, that first week in December. I'm I'm looking forward to it.
1: But I'm saying if Georgia, if Georgia doesn't, if you know they go undefeated in the regular season and they lose to Alabama or Ole Miss, do you think Georgia still makes it?
0: It depends on how the rest of the field plays out. Yeah. Because I I think an undefeated Pac-12 t- champion makes it. I think an undefeated ACC champion makes it. And the Big Ten is going to come down to Ohio State-Michigan again, who's probably going to be undefeated at that point, Mm -hmm. and make it. So I think it would just be four of the five conference champions.
1: Yeah, it's it's tough to argue. And Uh, that
0: would uh, be a really tough argument, considering that the SEC has had the weakest out-of-conference schedule for any of the Power Five conferences, mm -hmm. and really any of the teams that are playing for it. Yeah, um,
1: but like you, but you can argue like the, the schedule looked a little bit tougher for Georgia like at this point in the year than it did you know six weeks ago because you beat a ranked Kentucky team granted they were twentieth, um, Missouri. Yeah, I'm
0: saying yeah. out of conference wise. Oh because, yeah, because I mean, granted, the two teams I'm about to bring up not great, but mm-hmm. you didn't know that they weren't great when they were scheduled. Mm-hmm. Washington played Michigan State, right? Power five out of conference game. Oregon mm-hmm. played Texas Tech, power five out of conference game. Texas played Alabama, power five out of conference game. Oklahoma has the weakest schedule of the teams we're talking about. Florida State played LSU. UNC played South Carolina and App State, who App State is, we'll just call them a power five team because they nice pretty guy. much are. Mm-hmm. So I think of all the at this point in the season contenders, Georgia, USC and Oklahoma have the weakest out of conference schedule. Yeah. Granted, two of those teams are supposed to play each other this season mm-hmm. to end that argument. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if there's a, I understand the reason why it didn't happen. Let's
2: just yeah.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, but you know what? Georgia still does play Georgia Tech at the end of the year. Uh, Georgia Tech is, uh, well, they're two and one in the uh in the ACC. You know, again, we're gonna get to that later. So
0: got a ranked win.
1: Yeah, they yeah, top 17 win. Yeah. Guts. Even up. Oh, yeah, okay, we'll get we'll get into that. I I keep like alluding to it, but we'll, we'll save that <laughs> for later. It's just it, it just blows my mind that the game that game happened at, at all. But yeah.
0: All right, let's go on to number 23 LSU five and a half point favorites at Missouri over under 63 and a half. Um, Missouri was ranked 21 at the start of this game. And if you kept ranking teams that received votes in the AP poll, they would currently be ranked 26, Mm -hmm. um, which is five spots ahead of Clemson still. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but LSU did win this game 49, 39, covering that five and a half. Jaden Daniels threw 259 yards, three touchdowns, ran for 139. And I will say, when he got dinged up, mm-hmm. came out of the game, he had 62 rushing yards. I know that for a fact, because I bet that he would have over 62 and a half. So I needed one more <laughs> yard at that point. By the time we got from the parking deck into the Uber, to the tailgate. He was at 110 rushing yards.
1: He, I mean, I mean, when they brought him out of the game, it looked like that he may not have, I mean, Nuss came back in there, busting us, made an appearance. He looked shook. And yeah, without Jaden Daniels like just being a complete dog and just coming back in there, they would have lost that game.
0: Oh yeah. A hundred percent. Um Logan Diggs.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: 134 yards rushing and a touchdown. Neighbors had six catches for 146. I love – I you know, I like – we talked to Will about this for week one, but no our uh, LSU's running back strategy going into the year, I'm just going to get five or six, mm-hmm. and whichever one plays the best gets the most snaps. And uh, I think it's kind of funny that it's the guy that followed Brian Kelly from Notre Dame. But yeah. he is a phenomenal running back. You yeah. can't take that away from him. Um, mm. On the Mizzou side, Brady Cook had 411 yards, two touchdowns, and two interceptions, um, including that pick six that pretty much ended the game. Luther Burden the third, caught 11 passes for 149. Cody Schrader had 114 yards and three touchdowns. This game was just what we said it would be. I mm-hmm. absolute just offensive slugfest. It was going to be who had the ball last. And um, turns out it was LSU's defense that got the ball last pretty much.
1: Yeah. I, I, I know and we'll talk about our bets later on, but I – the happiest yell I think I've had in a while, just at least watching college football for a team that wasn't Mine was when uh, LSU picked it off that pick six to make sure that I covered. I ended up winning that because it was not looking good for, for a while.
0: I don't even remember who I took on this game. You took Missouri,
1: uh, but you—I mean, I if it wasn't the last ten seconds, you would have—you'd have been good there.
0: You know, we just need fifty-nine minute games. Damn it!
1: <laughs> we should definitely petition for. It. Maybe that'll be the uh, thing that the SEC agrees to when uh, Texas finally gets in there.
0: I mean, they already agreed to uh, horns down directed to the Texas bench or players is a penalty. Mm-hmm. But they do the same thing for the Chomp because Florida and Texas are both weak.
1: Yeah, fair. Definitely.
0: Um, I did record this game. I'm going to go back and watch it. I also recorded the Texas game, so I'm going to go back and watch that too. But I will say no free ads, but the best thing about Fubo is, one, you get Valley, which is where – most of the Braves postseason games are going to be played, except for apparently this series that are all on TBS that Fubo doesn't have. So don't, hmm. I'm frustrated about that. But yeah, 10,000 hours of DVR space. Nice. And I've recorded 30 college football games, I've recorded four or five Formula One races, and somehow they have the technology to be like, oh, if you're only recording the game, but the game's running over, so we're just gonna keep going until we know the game's over. That's nice. Like, there's not there's not any you missed the last three minutes of the fourth quarter or mm-hmm. the last five laps of a race because there was a red flag or something. Like you get all of it all the time. So that's super mm-hmm. cool. No free ads unless Fubo wants to pay us, though.
1: So. Fubo, Fubo, Fubo.
0: <laughs> hey, FBI agent guy, tell Fubo. all right um i think the fbi was involved in this next game because number 11 alabama two and a half point favorites at texas a&m over under 49 under hit um but somehow alabama continues to just play awful football and and beat teams that play better football i don't yeah doesn't doesn't quite make sense um Jalen Milrow did okay. It yeah. was entirely, uh, what is it, two receivers? Um, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was like Jermaine Burton had nine catches. Isaiah Bond had seven. So, between that, that's what, 16? So, 16 of his 21 completions went to those two guys.
0: And I'm assuming the other were Jace McClellan.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think he had one. It, it was just a bunch of ones. So.
0: Um. Milrow went 21-33 for 321 yards, three touchdowns, and one interception. If you go into the NCAA stat website, which I will do a free ad for them because they won't even pay players. I know they're not paying me. <laughs> um, if you do passing yards per completion, Jalen Milrow is seventh in the country because he cannot complete a pass shorter than 10 yards.
2: Right. He just yeah. can't do
0: it. Mm-hmm. He, just can't, he just can't do it. Yeah. Um, and all of his are throw it up and my receiver's down there somewhere.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's just like uh, the the uh, person we talked to prior to the uh, Texas and Alabama game. I mean, he is just like, you know, 2023 baseball encapsulated. He's just home runs and strikeouts. That's all he is. It's been yeah. working, th- you know, outside the Texas game. It's been working for him. Ah,
0: uh, yeah. Um. So for the AM side, if Connor Wegman was health Wigman, sorry, were healthy, Texas AM probably wins this game. Max Johnson um was more minimum Johnson for this game. 14.5, 239 yards, touchdown and interception. Um but his quarterback play would make those numbers look great.
1: Yeah, he he it, he, he got happy feet constantly. Um anytime he Uh, Would even think there's pressure on him, he would start, you know, backpedaling and just kind of throw off his back foot. He, uh, and being left handed, it it just makes it look even worse.
0: I, you know, I don't, it's probably just because we're not used to left handed quarterbacks, but it always looks worse when they start running around.
1: He's playing the game backwards. What what the hell is this guy's problem? Um, maybe, maybe if he tried throwing with his right hand, maybe that'd be better.
0: Uh, it's hard to say, it could be a lot worse.
1: Yeah, that it. (laughs) He, I mean, he was not very composed. Granted, the offensive line didn't really do him a ton of favors. I mean, he was getting his ass kicked a lot. Again, I'm not sure about the uh, quarterback or the quarterback hurries or pressures, like where to find that. But I mean, he was getting, he was feeling stuff all, um, all afternoon. And even with that said, they only lost by six. Um, Jimbo, um, he did a Jimbo Um, later in that game. Um, they had went for a field goal and ended up getting blocked. Um, and then you know they they had called a penalty on it. There would have been a touchdown return, but um, at that point I don't know why they didn't go for it. I mean he just kind of mismanaged that whole end of game stuff. I think there were some issues between him and uh, uh him and uh,
0: Bob Petrino. Yeah, I'm not,
1: I'm I I kind of heard that in passing. I I haven't really looked too much into that, but I hope so. You know. I This is
0: what a lot of people were worried about with with Jimbo hiring an offensive coordinator is if they get in a tight game, is he going to start trying to make the calls? And that's probably Mm -hmm. what
2: happened. Yeah. Yeah.
1: All the talent that they have on this team and they've been able to get to college station. The the fact that they can't get a quarterback is still mind blowing. Max Johnson or minimum Johnson's the worst or the best that you can get is it's hard to believe.
0: And so I want to say Evan Neal had zero catches. Like I'm pretty I'm pretty sure Evan Neal had zero catches.
1: Um I'll yeah, I'll double check that real quick. So I got I'm,
0: I'm looking it up. And the only reason I think I know that is because um No, Kelsey, I didn't have any. Yeah. If you can't get Evan Neal a catch, you're doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. Or Evan Stewart. Oh okay. no, Evan
1: Stewart had three catches. My bad. Evan,
0: Evan Neal's a offensive lineman. Who, what yeah, he,
1: yeah, about? but he no, you're right. He didn't have any catches either, though.
0: Um, ESPN said he had three for 46. Um, and nice I up, though that was cool. Somehow, some way, Kelsey's fantasy team got zero points off of uh, Evan Stewart's catches. Um,
1: yeah, a fan fan tracks is not the most reliable for really anything.
2: Correct. Sorry. Yeah.
0: Um, regardless, she still beat you and she was very happy about that. Wait, she did actually, she? Yeah. She said she wanted to actually quit fantasy now because she beat the guy who was number one in the league.
1: Is she sure about that? I thought
0: she, this morning she checked it and said she had you by five points. I don't, I don't know.
1: Maybe. She That's- did. I'll be damned. Okay. I thought I had it in the bag. All right, whatever. Yep. Five and one.
0: So, if I'm being entirely honest, I did not watch any of the Arkansas Ole this game. I have it recorded. Um, I do know that Arkansas covered this game. Mm-hmm. So, shout out me on thinking that uh, KJ would put on his cape, which I, just based on the rest of their season, he had to have for them to... Uh, have scored points with how bad mm. their offensive line is. <laughs> just, yeah. we love you, Sam. We do, but it wasn't a good look.
2: Mm hmm.
1: They um. they're they're spiraling at this point. I think it said in what was it twenty twenty one? They had nine wins, it was like the most they've had in a number of years, and it just it hasn't been right. Last year it got a lot worse. This year it's it just it's spiraling, and I hate to see it
0: yeah it Arkansas please be better we want to love you more yes um I will say both of us are upset that Jackson Dart didn't have more rushing yards because we both had money on that
1: that should cost me that out
0: there.
1: 500 bucks he could he should have had another I think 20 I think it was 20 yards
0: oh I needed oh, nine more
1: oh I think you I think the over under for me was like 44 or something I can't remember it, it, it he Way under what I thought he would do, because I'm thinking he's going to go for, you know, pass for 300 yards, run for another 100 like he had did in, you know, a few other games or close to. So, I'm like, yeah, easy money. And then it turned out not to be the case. I mean, I still got money, just not the $500 that I was thinking I was in a bank. But, you know, is what it is.
0: All right. So, you – did you pay attention to the Texas Tech at Baylor game? Not at all, no. (laughs) Do you have the score pulled up?
1: I, my mouse is dead. I was trying to pull it up, but I can't move it.
0: I'll, I'll pull it up on ESPN.
1: I know they did. I know, uh, I know Texas Tech did win. I think it was they had, uh, actually, I, I can pull it up right here. There you go.
0: Uh, Texas Tech 39, Baylor 14.
1: Yeah, they whooped that ass in. I don't want to say that necessarily. They did. They won pretty, uh,
0: they pretty won a conference game.
1: Yeah, they won a conference game, baby steps after uh, the way it uh the way it started. Um
0: 170 yeah. yards rushing from one guy. Let's mm-hmm. go.
1: Big. I mean that's and what they're gonna have to Pat do. Baylor. Mm-hmm. They're gonna have to do it. Um uh, Brendan uh Brendan Mo- uh, Morton, Texas Tech's quarterback, 19 to 26, 180 yards. Uh didn't throw three touchdowns though, so that wasn't bad, but yeah. Uh, Taj Brooks, yeah, thirty-one carries, hundred seventy. It's all good.
0: Hey, they they can still make it to Dallas. Mm-hmm.
1: Baby can steps. Still make it to Dallas. Baby steps. I think they. Uh, let me double check. They are tied for third in the uh, Big Twelve right now with Texas, Kansas, and Iowa State. Who's second? C- Country Roads.
0: West Virginia.
1: <laughs> yeah, two and zero. Four one overall, just like everyone predicted.
0: Uh yeah, hundred percent. It wasn't just ninety percent of people predicting that it'd be one of the worst two or three teams in the Big 12. No,
1: couldn't it couldn't be me. No, I didn't think that uh Neil Brown would have got fired three weeks ago in the preseason. <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't have done anything stupid like that.
0: Okay. We've been talking about this one all night without actually talking about it. And I think you watched this game more than I did. Um,
1: uh, you know, the I funny watched, part is, I I did not. I, I mean, I was kind of checking the scoreboard of it.
0: So that, yeah, I watched like the second half of the fourth quarter,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and then Miami scored with with like thirty seconds left, and yeah. or with a minute left, forced a three and out on Georgia Tech, and I turned it off. I was like, oh, it's over.
2: Yeah, as as um, it
1: should have been.
0: Yep. So instead of taking a knee to, uh to you know, win the game, like every other reasonable coach in America would do, mm-hmm. Mario Cristobal decided to just run the ball um with yep. 30 seconds left. And the running back decided he didn't want to hold on to the ball with, with 30 seconds left. And um Georgia Tech with Haynes King, 74 yards and 24 seconds, including... Yep. A 44 yard touchdown to win the game. What's extremely ironic about this? Haynes King, five star quarterback, went to Texas A and M.
1: They could have they. Not that Haynes King is great, but he's better than Max Johnson. They they could have beat Alabama with uh with King there, but anyway. No no no.
0: A and M lost to Miami team in this same stadium a few weeks ago to get Miami ranked. Mm-hmm. And Georgia Tech, with a quarterback that left AM because he wasn't going to start, wins at Miami.
1: It's a Hollywood script. Ah, good for Haines King.
0: Love that. Mm-hmm. Miami totally should have won this game, outgained Georgia Tech by over 300 yards prior to that uh, fumble, mm-hmm. and allowed less than 200 total yards to Georgia Tech before that fumble. And um, you know, Mario Cristobal has a history of you know choosing to lose games. You put it in here, he did it against Stanford in 2018. Mm-hmm.
1: Um yeah, I mean it was essentially the kind of the same scenario for the most part. I'm I'm kind of hazy on some of the details because so I was kind of I was listening to somebody else talk about this, so I may mixed up a couple things here, but um, like you said, Mario Cristobal did it as Oregon head coach um, at home against Stanford in 2018. Uh, the st- only difference is Stanford actually hit a field goal late. The same difference, like, they're you know, instead of kneeling it out or kneeing it, you know, kneeing it to, you know, close out the game, they decide to run it. They fumble it. Uh, Stanford's able to to uh, to get a field goal to uh, send it to overtime. And then they ultimately ended up winning in overtime in Eugene um, that year. So uh, to do it once is is crazy to do it twice inexcusable. I don't... W- apparently that Miami had a... I mean, not that they don't ever have big recruits there, but they had a ton of big recruits there is what I've been told. And and they just maybe you want to show out a little bit, you know, stat pad a little bit, and um, they did the opposite of that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, what you put in here next is, you know, hilarious, especially considering what I just talked about with quarterback situation Mm. Um, with Haynes King, um, Miami had BOGO ticket deals to get fans to go to the Texas A&M game. The Georgia tech game was the get one free. (laughs) And while they bought a win, they gave away a loss in more ways than one Mm. to a quarterback that Texas A&M also gave away. Um, So, you know, Lion King, full circle, circle of life, death of a program, all that, all that fun stuff. That's just.
1: It's the perfect way to symbolize just Miami just encapsulates everything about them in the last, you know, 20 years since the, the phantom PI call against Ohio state in the national championship in like 2003 or whatever, or 2002, whatever year it was.
2: But
0: so what did Mario Cristobal say after afterwards did he admit that it was a mess up or
1: um I don't know if he all he said was that they should have kneeled it that's that's all that I saw that's okay. all he said and then Brent Key so Jordan Tech's head coach I mean, like everybody else every other reasonable besides a reasonable person out there besides Mario Cristobal he thought that they're going to kneel it and just you know end it out but it was odd that they would do it out of a uh, shotgun formation I I mean they're probably more comfortable in that anyway but it's just it
0: I've seen it when the quarterback needs, like, if if you're at, like, 47 seconds and they need one more knee. I'm yeah, you need to just waste some time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But, you know, great heads-up play by the Georgia Tech defense to realize mm-hmm. they weren't taking a knee and to punch that ball out. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I would say that the guy that forced that fumble is probably never going to buy a drink in Atlanta again. But tech would have to have fans that care <laughs> that live in Atlanta for yeah, that to
1: I, I can't tell you who did it, who uh, who recovered the fumble, who for uh, who forced it, but shout uh, out that yeah, guy. neither can tech fans. So there we go, there we go, shout
0: out that guy,
1: yeah, that guy. Um, I mean, it's a sausage fest, uh, at you know, tech's campus anyway, so I don't know, I don't know, you
2: get a win. Um
0: So, I put some stuff in here about the Arizona-USC game because I did watch this game until about halftime. I know a lot of people probably don't care, especially considering that USC doesn't play defense. Mm -hmm. But a few weeks ago, we talked about how scrappy Arizona was. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, they took Mississippi State to overtime. They didn't let Washington cover. And then they took UFC, um, who was was the number nine team in the country, Mm -hmm. who has – last year's Heisman Trophy winner. And, you know, every – like, half of the good offensive players in the country that decided to leave their teams last year. Mm-hmm. Um, Arizona took back team to triple overtime. Caleb Williams had two fumbles on the day. Arizona recovered one of them. And they were leading going into halftime 17-14. And USC got one of those touchdowns off of a tipped pass that was intercepted.
2: Yeah.
0: And, you know, this game obviously went down to the wire, um, but I think this was Caleb Williams' moment to have a Heisman moment. Yeah. And he absolutely failed. He had uh, – I mean, his stats on the day, 14-25 for 219 and a touchdown, 12 carries, 41 yards. He did have three touchdowns on the ground. That's including overtime, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. So four total touchdowns, but a total of 260 yards. Normally he has that by halftime. Right, yeah. And he almost lost USC, Lincoln Riley, Caleb Williams, almost lost to an Arizona team that has three losses on the season.
1: And their three wins aren't great either. They, they, no, they're in Arizona, Stanford, and uh,
2: Utah.
0: Yeah, yeah, and they beat Stanford by one point. Mm-hmm. So, this Arizona team was held to 21 points by Stanford and 24 points by Washington, and they got 41 against the number nine team in the country.
1: In it was that in that was in LA, yep,
0: that was Coliseum.
1: Yeah, I'll tell you in... what, like, um, so you know, they, lo- they lost by seven to uh Washington, lost by two to USC. They play at Wazoo and Pullman, uh, Washington against the uh, number 13 Washington State Cougs. Um, the spread right now is eight and a half. I'm taking Arizona okay. right, calling it
0: right now, it's mine all day.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: <laughs> Arizona. May not be undefeated. They're damn close to it against the spread.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Good teams win, great teams cover, and they're covering, you know.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> they, um, it's a whole in that logic, but yeah, they're a great team. That's not good.
0: Degenerate thoughts. That's what that's what we're here for. Yeah. <laughs> um no, and I know I talked about this earlier, but it absolutely blows my mind. USC fell one spot to number 10 after squeaking by an Arizona team with three losses and allowing 41 points and going triple overtime. Mm. But Texas lost on a last second play to a ranked OU team that was top 10 in total offense and total defense. After they beat Alabama in Tuscaloosa, something that had not been done since 2019 by a guy named Joe Burrow. If you, if you haven't heard of him, um, and they fell six spots.
1: Yeah, it's it, yeah, it's still wild. I don't, I don't get it.
0: I, I, I understand that the highest ranked one loss team in college football, but at, no sense, no sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, at this point, I just have to assume the AP voters care about defense as much as Lincoln Riley does.
1: <laughs> Shots fired.
0: Shots fired. To everybody. Hey, Mm -hmm. if you don't want shots fired at you, go ahead and get down. Duck and cover. Uh, I just, that is insanity. It's like, that in itself makes me want for me and you to get together and do like our own top 25. Mm -hmm. And put it out.
1: Might be something that we have to do.
0: Yeah, because this is insanity.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. They should take our poll into uh, account in the uh, college football playoff process for sure.
0: Um, shit, I'll put it on Instagram and tag them.
1: <laughs> do a collab with the CFP committee.
0: <laughs> do a collab request <laughs> with the college football playoff IG. <laughs> that would be. Oh, I, you know what? I might do it. Shits and gables. I mean, you know what they?
1: No? They they might accidentally accept it, and then they don't probably check it very often. They're like, "Oh, holy shit!"
0: That would be hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> um, so something else that's hilarious uh my picks this week. I will say this is what my first week in second week of the six in in the uh in the red so you know shooting two for three right now
2: mm-hmm.
0: or four for six whatever you want to call it I actually do no fraction math so. so. Um getting into it, I thought Kentucky was gonna cover um in Athens at 14 and a half. They very much did not. Yeah. Um, I thought Texas was gonna was going to cover the six and a half, and they very much did not because they lost.
2: They should I have.
0: Should have. Yeah. Absolutely should have. Mm-hmm. Um AM did not cover against Alabama that two and a half, which we both messed up there. I thought Missouri was gonna cover cover the five and a half. Um, mm-hmm. Which without a uh, interception towards the end of that game, it they probably or they had it covered, yeah. And you know, without that, might have gone downfield and scored based on how LSU's defense had played all day.
1: Oh, but LSU's defense played a hell of a lot better in the second half, though. A lot. One better.
0: half versus five games. I'll take the five games. Yeah,
1: no, no. I, they definitely don't have you know time on their side in that case. But they did, they did play better in the second half.
0: Um, I did take Arkansas to cover the 12 um, Mm -hmm. against Ole Miss, even though it's in Oxford. Won that one because never, never doubt KJ to cover a spread except for probably the Alabama game, if I'm being entirely honest.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, Syracuse and UNC did not hit the over. Uh, It was close. Mm -hmm. I think the final score was 44-13, something like that.
1: Yeah, I think it was something like that.
0: Um, So two points off of covering that. A little Mm -hmm. little upset. UNC could have kept scoring. Um, Notre Dame-Louisville did hit the under. That was the one I felt the best about in my picks. Mm -hmm. So happy about that. Clemson almost lost the weight, so there's no way in hell they covered that 21 points.
1: Yeah, I think it was like a two- or three-point game. It was weird. I think it was two.
0: Uh, seventeen, fourteen. I think it was. Was it okay? I think so. I could be wrong.
2: Um, not Maryland, not one
0: Maryland pushed at Ohio State, so that doesn't count. And then you know my weekly take the over on USC obviously hit because they scored a combined eighty four points. Um, mm-hmm. so. 71 got crushed so my record this week four six and one overall 35 27 and one so i am still in the black on weekly picks and uh with what i actually put money on this week i only lost 50 cents based on units there you go i've I've lost less than a dollar this week so i'm okay
1: (laughs) yeah you'll get over it yeah for sure all right so uh with me um if y'all remember to back, you know, to the uh, preview pod, I was not super confident in my uh, my Georgia pick, but I'm glad I did take them to uh, cover that 14 and a half. Uh, I was with you on the Texas, uh, oh, uh, Texas six and a half. They did not cover that. If the game was, you know, 59 minutes 30 seconds, they would have.
0: Everybody right. but Texas Tech in the state of Texas was down bad this week.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, Texas yeah, Tech, you know. the
0: only Big 12 Texas team to win a game this week.
1: Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Um, so ATM, uh, AT, I, <laughs> Texas a and I finally said it, um, <laughs> how, how I, uh, how, how I write it down as ATM, but yeah, A&M didn't cover. Um, I did take LSU to cover again, like John said, the last you know 15 seconds, uh, LSU was able to pull it out with that pick six and to be able to cover, I did take the over on that game as well. Um, you know, just just went over that. Uh, did take Arkansas with you, but I did lose on the, the overpick. Uh, I was pretty significantly under. Um, I took Texas Tech from my bandwagon team, they they won, put a shit pumping on Baylor. Now, the game I'm most pissed off that I actually stuck with because I was stuck between two games here. Um, officially, I took Marshall to uh, uh, Marshall at NC State. NC State was a six and a half point favorite. I took Marshall uh, plus the six and a half. Uh, they ended up losing by seven. It was a bad oh. beat. But I wanted. I, I originally I had on there Fresno State. Number I think they're number twenty five or twenty four or whatever. They're back in the top twenty five. Fresno State was going to uh, Wyoming to play the uh, Cowboys out there. Originally I was going to take uh, Wyoming. I, I whatever the spread was. I wasn't going to take them necessarily. win straight up. Um, I ended up chickening it out of that and like Wyoming like whooped the shit out of Fresno State. So I'm upset that I went there. Um, or didn't didn't keep that. Oregon State, nine and a half point favorite. I took them. They covered uh the Michigan, Minnesota over 46. Uh, Michigan covered that on their own. I think they scored 52, I think. Um, and then Kansas uh covered against UCF. Uh they were a two point favorite. They went way over that. They kicked the shit out of uh, Gus Malazon. So overall, finally back on the uh the winning side here. Week six, I'm uh eight and four. And then overall I'm back in black. 32 and 30. So there you go. Back at it. So stop there fading me go. just for now. Just for now. Yeah.
0: All right, guys. That's going to do it for us. Um, as always, we're going to tell you to follow the Instagram at Pod Twitter at pod, Facebook and YouTube. Just search us there for. Um, lost my train of thought. So I'm just going to keep rolling. Rate and review the show five stars. Send us a screenshot. We'll send you a sticker. Um, I think that's it. So as always, guys, remember there is nothing finer in the land
1: than a drunk obnoxious George
0: fan. Third and a mile, Duggan from the two will throw it all the way across the field. It's picked up by Bullardy. Bullard got it again. And Bennett to throw, lobs it to the right corner. There's McConkey. He got on his donkey and made a sliding catch in the
2: right corner. Touchdown.